When you think of heaven, what comes to your mind? Do you think of an existence that is exciting or boring? Will we have bodies or will we be spirits? Is heaven an actual place or is it a state of mind? Many Americans, whether they are Christians or not, may have differing views on what heaven is and what it will be like. But the Bible does give us a few answers. In today's episode of Hardcore Christianity, Justin and I attempt to answer the question, is heaven a real place, using the Bible as our guide. We'll try to define what heaven is and isn't. We'll explore whether we will go to heaven immediately after death or wait to rise from the dead until after the second coming of Jesus. And we'll discuss what the Bible says about heaven. If you've ever questioned the reality of heaven or pondered details about heaven, you'll want to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. Well, thank you, Justin, for joining me for another episode of Hardcore Christianity. It's great to be here. I think we picked a fun one this time, uh, one that I didn't think was uh, was that difficult to answer until I started to do some of the research on it. I don't know about you, but uh, it opened up my eyes in a few things. Yeah, it's de- absolutely, and it's definitely, I know, a topic that... Uh, you know, so many people are just confused by and don't don't really have uh, a clear understanding of what 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 it is, what heaven is. So yeah, which surprised me because I thought you know, when Andy a long time ago um, broached me with the idea of doing one on is hell real, I thought, well, of course everyone thinks hell is real. <laughs> Why are we doing an episode on that? Until I started to research and realize, well, not everyone believes that hell is real, and now we're doing one on is heaven a real place. And uh, I just automatically assume people thought it was a real place or that it was real, that it really existed, that we're going to go there when we die. And uh, absolutely, that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, why don't we define what we mean by heaven? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you the common answer that we hear, and you just said it's where we go when we die. The question I would have for people who are saying that, uh, well, who is the we? <laughs> and uh, what is that place we go to uh-huh. uh, and what that looks like, you know, but, uh, you know, more scripturally, I guess, you know, heaven is the dwelling place of God. You know, it's our eternal dwelling place that we will have with God as believers. And so, uh, you know, we look at, um, you know, kind of the what's going to happen, you know, there, there's not just, I think when we you know, think about now, if somebody dies, they go to heaven. Is that That's not the final heaven. And so we'll get into some of that, mm-hmm, I think, in the episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately, we're going to have a redeemed earth and a, an unbelievable place to dwell with God for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. And I think you make a good uh, uh, distinction there about the biblical heaven, whereas uh, a lot of people might have their own thoughts of what heaven is, either what they've been taught or what other religions teach. Uh, which can come in direct conflict of what uh, the biblical heaven is. Let me just tell you what Wikipedia uh, says about heaven. It says, In Christianity, heaven is traditionally a location of the throne of God and all of the angels. And in most forms of Christianity, it is the abode of the righteous dead in the afterlife. Which I thought was a pretty decent secular Mm -hmm. uh, uh, attempt at uh, what heaven is like. But I think that any definition that is used, especially ones that are are found in the dictionary, are oversimplified. Um, but I but I do think that sometimes you need a simple definition just to kind of help people understand and, and be on the same page as to which direction we're going to go. So I like your your definition of the place where God uh, resides. Um, his his uh, as the Bible tells us is his 
um, that's his home and then earth is his footstool. So uh, we'll, we'll go with that definition as we move forward. Okay. So why are we even asking this question? We alluded to it a little bit, but uh, um, do you have any more elaboration on that? Yeah, I'll start with a quote that I've always loved. A quote from Zig Ziglar. He's, he's, you know, you'd see it in a lot of business books and stuff, but he says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> and so I think about heaven and it's like, we need to understand uh, what heaven is. And that, I, I would say my perspective on this has changed through the years. You know, it's like, clearly as Christians, we, we um, generally strive to understand heaven a little bit more. We want to know about it. It's something that's engaging, but I think um, just how important that is is where my perspective has shifted. Just kind of as you alluded to, you know, if we want to 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 really, um, I think, make others excited. Let's say non-believers excited. We must, you know, show them uh, and help them understand what we were made for and where we were made for. Mm-hmm. You know, the Earth is not as it is today. Is not um, what we're what we're meant for. So. You know, if I look at statistics, I, I looked up uh, an interesting one. It says over 70% of Americans believe in heaven and hell, um, yet only 64% believe uh, in hell and 61% the devil. Um, so uh, I guess from the heaven side, we believe in heaven, but not so much the other side. So mm-hmm. go check out that episode on hell, definitely. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to focus on heaven for this one. You know, it could be. Um, anecdotal, once again, I think, uh, I feel the majority of Christians really do have kind of a warped view of, and, and, you know, some of that just comes from our upbringing. Some of it comes from, you know, media. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think if we look at some of the common misconceptions, you know, everyone goes to heaven, you know, that's, that's not, that's not true. Um, and that's kind of where I said, you know, who is the we in the, the, the common definition or the common Mm -hmm. answer when we'd say where, where we go when we die. Um, you know, and the second kind of misconception is it's just based on how bad or good you are. You kind of see bad people go to hell, good people go to, uh, to heaven. And once again, that's, that's not biblical mm-hmm. either. Um, and then you kind of see the, the, I would say for use the term here, pantheistic view, which is, you know, there's many paths that all lead to the same place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that is not true. You know, I'll point people to John 14, six, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. That's Jesus speaking. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't say, well, you know, you can come on uh, from this path, from this path. No, he is the way, the truth and the Amen. life. Yeah. I, I, didn't give a whole lot of thought to this question until I began to realize what do I think about heaven? Yeah. You know, my thoughts on heaven, um, I, you know, I just didn't have a whole lot of, uh, I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I mean, I, I know what the Bible says about heaven and really I'm looking forward to talking about that later in this episode because it does give a lot of facts and clear indication of what uh, heaven is like. Not, not a clear picture, enough picture for us to have a, a total understanding, but enough to give it to, to give us facts about what heaven is like. Um, but I know, I mean, this is another question like the hell one. I, I just didn't, I didn't even continue in my mind. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I saw some of the statistics that you mentioned about the, um, how many people believe in, in heaven and, and how many people think they're going to go to heaven when they die. And I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, Americans believe that. I mean, even if they are unbelievers, I mean, at least not full believers, I guess I would say, that may believe that there's a heaven, but not know, um, might not have uh, submitted their lives to Christ. Um, so that's, that I thought I found was interesting. So I'm looking forward to talking more on this, on this subject. Um, but what were you raised to believe about heaven? Well, 
you know, so I, I was raised Catholic. Uh, so, you know, in my upbringing, heaven in my mind, from what I remember, always seemed so, you know, formal. Church I went to was very traditional. And um, so I just had this, you know, very spiritual view of heaven. It wasn't a physical place. It wasn't where mm-hmm. I was as I am today, mm-hmm. you know, existing for all of eternity. It was just a spiritual kind of an ethereal thing mm-hmm. that I just didn't know much about, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of how I was raised. But, you know, it, there's so many people we were, we kind of have said that, that just don't um, have a good foundational knowledge of what heaven is like. You know, who hasn't seen, you know, a cartoon where, you know, there's you're sitting on the clouds and they're strumming the harp. Exactly. And, you know, you've got uh, you go to heaven and you, you get your your wings and, you know, your halo. And <laughs> even uh, I remember seeing a, a funny far side comic uh where you know they had you know the, a line getting into to heaven and a line getting into hell and, and the line getting into heaven they they've got the guy you know saying up oh, welcome to heaven here's your harp and then in hell they say hey welcome to hell here's your accordion so oh, your sorry accordion. sorry about the accordion <laughs> players out there uh, but you know there's just so many things that are just off biblically and and I, why it's important is because how can we how can we look forward to something if if we're not looking if we don't even understand what it is mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my upbringing was similar to yours. I mean, I I thought that Christian that, that uh, heaven was just a place where Christians go when they die, and I also thought it was kind of otherworldly. I mean, I knew that there were like angels and mm-hmm. heavenly creatures in heaven, but I didn't know what that really looked like. I thought it was like some just some dark void in space where God is the only source of light, and we're floating around in these uh, spiritual bodies that we weren't really in a physical body, but we're floating around, yeah, uh, just kind of just existing. And does that God. sound fun, right? I mean, does that sound fun? To most people, when they think of that sort yeah, of stuff, like, it doesn't sound fun. Well, but the thing is, too, is that, you know, I just got to, the, I, you know, I got to the point where I'm just thinking, well, God knows what's good, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll just trust whatever <laughs> whatever that heaven place is, is going to be good. So uh, that's kind of what I was, what I was uh, um, brought up to believe, or at least, I don't know if I was taught that. I don't know where that came from. I mean, some of it's biblical, but uh, the, yeah, but... Whether it's fun or not, you know, I never really gave much thought to it. I mean, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I think heaven is going to be better than hell. What I mean, if it's fun, doesn't really enter the equation. I just don't want to get scorched, right? Yeah, I don't want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> be in eternal uh, damnation and, and torment. So I was like, well, whatever heaven is, it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, uh, people always talk about, well, you'll be with God. And, and that's really hard to, um, because on earth we are not like face to face with God in his presence. Even in the Bible it talks about uh, you know in the Old Testament that they that the Israelites feared seeing the face of God because you know they knew that if you saw the face of God you will die. Yeah. Only Moses saw the back of of God and when he walked down from the mountain his he was had this, this, such a glow on him. So we can't really as humans understand what that means to be in the presence of God. So even though that might sound good, we don't know how good that actually is. Yeah. So what are your personal thoughts now um, as to, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer this um, before the study, before I actually prepared for the episode, and you can answer it any way you want to, but uh, what are your personal thoughts as to heaven being a physical place? Well, you know, I, I think in recent years, I've, I've learned more about this even prior to kind of preparing for, for this episode, but, you know, I've, I've come to understand, and, and scripture shows us that you know, God has created us as physical and spiritual beings. We're not one or the other. 
and heaven were not going to be necessarily one or the other. So we see, you know, see we, we see, um, you know, uh, scripture using language uh, where we're talking about physical attributes, you know, whether it's our, our, our body parts, hands, finger, um, or, you know, physical buildings or a room, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it will be a physical place. And I think that changes our perspective a little bit. Like you said, you, you kind of viewed it as kind of spiritual and otherworldly, whereas if you think of it more around um, kind of, uh, it's not what we have today, but we are physical beings and we have a soul and so we're spiritual beings. Um, it's just going to be perfected and it's going to be different than than what we have to deal with here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean that's kind of the the way I, I think about it. And you look at um, you know scripture. If we go back, you know, to the Garden of Eden, right? That's a physical representation of of paradise to a degree. Um, we look at God's dwelling place being the tabernacle when mm-hmm. when uh, uh, the Israelites. Um, and then we look at other physical descriptions of, of God in heaven. You know, in Revelation, it describes the new earth and new Jerusalem as a physical city with buildings coming down. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I absolutely believe heaven is a, has a physical aspect to it, um, yet there is a spiritual aspect to it, too. You know, before studying and getting prepared for this episode, and even still to the same, some degree, I looked at heaven as basically being there's two types of heavens. Uh, there's the heaven that we have now, and then there's a heaven that is to come. And I have to, I have to be honest with you. I mean, I was confused. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, yeah. I kind of, uh, uh, I wanted to embrace the heaven that is now above the heaven that is to come. And when I say, we'll talk more about those specifics later on in the episode. But um, before the study, and even like I said, we'll find out that which parts of this is true. Yeah, is that um, I thought of heaven as being a place that breaks all of what we know of, of reality. So in the heaven that is now, I was thinking, okay, there's no time. So when we think of eternity, we think of a linear timeline of just ongoing, ongoing foreverness. Whereas I think that uh, in heaven, it would be time isn't even exist because yeah. God created time. So it'd be just just being just, just be, you know, when God said, I am, uh, he basically was saying, he said before um, Abraham, I am, you know, before this, I am. So just being there. And then also no laws or phys- uh, physics or any kind of thing, no, no, no gravity, no, uh, you know, all the, we don't need air, those kind of things I was thinking. We have a whole new way of existing where God is ever present and that there, also that there are different levels of heaven, that there are, um, you know, the, the first heaven, the second heaven, the third heaven, that there are greater levels of heaven. And uh, we'll talk about where I got that idea later on in the episode too. And also that there are different positions in heaven, that there are, you know, depending on how you lived on earth, uh, would be if God's going to put you in charge of many things, or if you're going to be underneath some people who are are greater than you in heaven, so that there may be people who are greater than me and less than me, uh, as far as heaven is concerned. How that looks, I don't know, but um, I had that in my mind. A very holy and reverent place um, is what I had in my mind, just where it's just so overly holy uh, that it's hard to even wrap my mind around. Um, so it's just a place uh, that I imagine because of uh, it's just so different than the earth is what I had in my mind. And actually, that's the kind of heaven I'm, I was looking forward to. I yeah. was like, well, that, yeah. that sounds to me like, okay, God has this plan of something. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be great. Uh, but then the second heaven I'm, I was talking about is the new Jerusalem, the new earth, mm-hmm. which is only really referenced in, in uh, uh, Revelation, but yeah. it's also kind of mentioned in, I think, James. Uh, but this 
when I think about the new Jerusalem, I think about um, earth the way that it was meant to be before the fall. Um, So we'd have the same physicality that we have now, uh, although we would live forever and there would be no bad, no evil, no sadness, no pain. And so that is the other version of heaven because you would read the Bible and uh, from Genesis basically to Jude, it all talks about the first heaven I was talking about. And then in Revelation, there's a curveball that's thrown in there where there's this new earth and new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. And that's where we're going to be, where we have our physical bodies. And it's going to, it alludes to the idea that it's going to be a lot like before the fall. And I'm thinking in my mind, well, that doesn't sound as cool as the, as yeah, the first heaven. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's kind of what I had in my mind. And uh, it's only because of the th- some of the verses that I read in, in the Bible. I know they're in there and trying to make sense of it logically in my brain. Yeah, and you think of, you know, we, uh, you said, like, so when we, we talk about the new earth and, and it being perfected, you know, being not, um, you know, uh, troubled with the fallenness of this world, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we still, even in all of its brokenness and all of its sin, we cling to the things of this world. Oh, so yeah. how much, I mean, that's that's what I look to, look forward to when I think of, uh, you know, new earth is just how much better if, if we love this world, which is is not where we meant for, what, what what we're meant for you know uh, how much uh, more unbelievable that that should be but i can say on the flip side and i know there may be people who are listening to the show even now who are saying well this world isn't that great yeah you know, i don't yeah. really yeah. love this world this world is kind of you know i can't wait to heaven heaven better be better because yeah. this world yeah. is not so great so and i'm not in that camp i mean not that i don't i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that i love this world that I'm clinging to it. I, I don't mind living. Kind, mm-hmm. kind of like what Paul was saying about, you know, uh, to live as Christ, but to die is gain. I mean, it's better to die. Um, but when I think about uh, uh, the new Jerusalem, the new earth, I'm thinking, oh, that's not quite what I was, yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> so why, why and, I, and if we've answered this already, we can move by it, but why is it important to believe that heaven is a place? Well, you know, I guess I'll start... Um, yeah, I think we have answered somewhat why it's important and, and you know, how it should influence us and, and um, you know, our walk. But I often want to, or I also want to kind of come back to, you know, a lot of people say, well, we can't know what heaven is like. So there's kind of no point to even go find out, um, is it a place or is it a place that I can understand what it might be like? You know, and, and the specific verse that so many Christians kind of point to is 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10. Um, specifically verse 9, uh, it says, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the part of you know verse 9 that, that people point out, yeah, we can't know what heaven is going to be like. Right. Neglecting the actual verse, you know, the next verse, verse 10 says, These are the things that God has revealed to us by his Spirit. So um, yes, we will not know everything there is to know about heaven, uh, however, God has revealed an awful lot, and we should care about that. So, um, you know, that's important. And then, you know, we must be able to envision it. You know, otherwise, it, like I said, it's hard to look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think of, uh, in, in that regard, you know, just how, think of how uh, our desire to reach the loss would be impacted if we weren't even excited about what awaited <laughs> us, right? I mean, True. it's kind of like, um, you know, trying to trying to, uh, you know, co- t- teach my, my, my kids, you know, well, if you save your money, you get something at the end. Mm-hmm. 
And if they don't know what that something is, there's no incentive to save the money, right? <laughs> they want to know what it is they're saving for. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the, the way I view it. Yep. Well, I also think that uh, if people don't know that heaven is a, real, is a real place, they might have a skewed or a false expectation of what heaven is. Things that they've been taught, and we kind of alluded to it earlier in this episode, things we've seen on television, or embracing um, of a vision of heaven that is not biblical, that they might have heard from another religion or something. Um, so I think that if we don't give attention to uh, what heaven is, um, that it is a real place, uh, and that it will be a place that we're going to be spending, you know, our eternity as we understand eternity uh, in, then I agree with you. It's hard to, to sell something that people don't have any understanding mm-hmm. of what it is, but it's also you don't want to have them, have them have a wrong idea of it and a skewed, warped idea. Because yeah. one of the things you had said is that, you know, and I mentioned it in the, in the open, is that is is heaven a boring place? And a lot yeah. of people do may think that heaven is a boring place, which I think is a skewed idea of what heaven really is. But I've always come to the conclusion just, I mean, we we may never get, of course, a clear understanding of heaven here on this earth, but we need to trust God as that he has prepared something that is great for us, um, greater than what we can think or ask. And that's kind of what I hold on to, regardless of uh, of what comes into my mind or, or even, even what I've learned in the Bible that I can't fully understand. Just having that trust that God has a great place. Jesus said that he had a, he had prepared a place for us. So... Mm-hmm. Keeping that in mind, absolutely, just will will help me to stay on track. So, what about purgatory, nirvana, or other philosophies uh, about what "quote unquote" heaven is? Well, once again, I, I we have to be grounded biblically. Um, you know, nirvana. Honestly, I've always kind of, I I had to actually look up kind of the definition specifically because you know in my mind, nirvana was just you know another version of heaven for you know another set of um, beliefs. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, purgatory though is something that hits a little more closely to home. I mean, mm-hmm. I just said you know I grew up Catholic, and purgatory is you know I, I think typically a Catholic yeah. um, Catholic belief and. Um, for those of you who don't know what purgatory is, what we're referring to is, you know, all who die in God's grace but are still imperfectly purified, you know, they are indeed assured their eternal salvation, but after the death, they have to go through that additional purification, right? I think Catholics kind of believe that um, while it's not stated in the Bible, it's just self-evident, right? If we die, we're not going to be completely sanctified yet. Hmm. Um, and so I think in the Catholic uh, kind of beliefs— it's just clear to them, well, we must go somewhere to get the rest of the way purified. It's not biblical uh, mm-hmm. in my mind. It's not something that um, uh, I believe. But um, yeah, I, I think, once again, it goes back to kind of your skewed version of... Right. Um, and so that can get us off track a little bit. Nirvana, whole other kind of, in my <laughs> mind, it's a, um, a different kind of issue to kind of cover. But, it, you know, once again, I kind of looked up a definition. The one I'll give here is, you know, it's a transcendent state in which there is neither suffering, desire, nor sense of self, and the subject is released from the effects of karma and the cycle of death and rebirth. It represents the final goal of Buddhism. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I look, even this short description that I just gave for, for Nirvana, um, you know, varies widely from what, from, from the heaven that God has told us right. about. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of it. I didn't look, but the, the no sense of self, the no desire, the karma doesn't sound exciting to me at all. <laughs> uh, it's not biblical, so it's just not something, you know, anything I'm yeah. going to believe in. So, of course, we need to believe in the biblical 
heaven, which is why I kind of put that question in there. Because yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people might have, as you we mentioned, skewed views of what heaven could be like. And heaven is one of those catch-all terms if people just have their own view of it, just like uh, you know, a lot of th- things that people might have a it may have a catch-all, but it's not really shouldn't be a catch-all term. And uh, just like we believe that we only have one God, and as you mentioned, one way to heaven, it's like uh, there is only one biblical heaven. So um, I think that believers need to remember and to, and to know and to trust that there is really only one biblical heaven. And if you find it in the Bible, if the Bible supports what, um, what you believe heaven to be and, and, just, and is, uh, is what you use to model what heaven is in your mind, then you're on the right track. But if you start to go outside of the Bible, then uh, that's not biblical and that, <laughs> that yeah. I would not hang on to that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, when we come back, we'll explore how the Bible describes heaven. We'll discuss the much-debated question of whether we will go to heaven immediately upon death, and we'll answer the question, if heaven is a real place, what does that say about our God? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to half-hour episodes of the Christian Music Podcast online or download them to your computer or mobile device and take them with you. Discover independent Christian artists while exercising, commuting to work, doing chores, or any time you need to get your Christian music fix. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the Christian Music Podcast link to access the Christian Music Podcast. Boldly proclaim your faith while also supporting the Hardcore Christianity Podcast. Find Hardcore Christianity t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, smartphone cases, pillows, mugs, and more. Just go to the Hardcore Christianity page at ktfproductions.com for links to the store. Today, Justin and I are discussing heaven. Is heaven a real place? In the first part of the show, we tried to get a handle on what many Americans think about heaven. We shared our personal thoughts about heaven, and we tried to make sense of what heaven is and what it is not. In this segment, we'll try to begin by shining a light on what the Bible says about heaven. So Justin, what are some of the things you found in the Bible that talks about heaven? What did you, what did you, what did you come across? Well, boy, this was such a tough one to, <laughs> to kind of uh, sum up because it's, you know, there's just, there's so much, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much that, and there's so much nuance to each, each uh, you know, bit of scripture that we can read. But let, let me just start with kind of what we've already been talking about. So John 14, two through four, it says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And that's Jesus speaking to mm-hmm. his disciples. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, once again, what does that tell me? It's it's being spoken about in a very physical way. Um, and, uh, you know, I also look at it, the creator of the universe is preparing a place for us. Amen. You know, and, and how... I, I can't wrap my head around that completely, and I don't need to, 
All I know is it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty I think that's kind of what you were hitting on earlier. Yep. Yep. You know, the other side of things that I think so many um, people kind of latch onto, and I, and I do too, um, you know, if I think about Isaiah 25, 8, he will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. And even in Revelation, it talks about wiping the tears away. That to me is so dry. It's like, man, I, I, you know, we have so much despair here on earth. We mm-hmm. have sadness. We have death. We have grief. We have hurt. We have sinned. You know, and yet, that's going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that in and of itself is so um, motivating and and encouraging and and something to look forward to. Right? It's it's uh, uh, kind of like you said. We're not clinging to this world and what it has to offer, um, but you know that just uh, just those verses and, and the the hope that we have in that is is unbelievable mm-hmm. um, let's see here you also say so Hebrews 12 22 through 23 but you have come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven you have come to God the judge of all to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And so, you know, once again, if I'm going through the characteristics of heaven, we see it's holy, we see it's perfect, we see it's sinless, we see it's physical, you know, and, and these are, uh, you know, a lot of the things maybe outside of the physical part, but these are all things that this world cannot give us. Mm-hmm. And so that is the hope that we have, and um, that's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Well, I actually had a long list. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go through the entire list, but I'll mention um, what the attribute is, and I'll mention the verse. I, I mean, if I start to try and read all these verses, I think people may get a little bored. <laughs> but I'll I'll mention the verse just in case any of you out there listening want to uh, you know reference the verse and find out what I'm talking about. So I actually went through the Bible and found every mention of heaven, just heaven, uh, which I know there's a lot of times they talk about heaven without using the word heaven. But these are the mentions of heaven, just so that we can get a clear idea mm-hmm. of what the Bible says about heaven. So one of the things the Bible says about heaven is that heaven is a created place and different than earth. And you can find that in Genesis 14, 19. It also alludes to the idea that heaven is up. <laughs> it's yeah. up there in this somewhere. I don't know if it's in the sky. I have a, I have my thoughts on that. Uh, but uh, heaven is up, uh, Deuteronomy 30, uh, 12. And I'll read that one just to give an idea of what I'm talking about here. It says, is it not up in heaven? Um, so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven and get it and proclaim it to us um, so that we may obey. So it's talking about the idea that heaven, you have to ascend to heaven. Uh, Heaven is up somewhere. It's up there. Uh, God sits on a throne. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 18, verse 18 talks about that. Jesus sits at the right hand of God as he sits on his throne. Uh, which is Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Let me go back to the sin on the throne because I wanted to read this one because I thought this was interesting. It says, Micaiah continued, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the multitudes of heaven standing on his right uh, on his right, and on his left. So I kind of get this envisionment of kind of what I was talking about, what I thought heaven would be like. God being up there on his throne and and all these beings are being around him on his right and his left is kind of what I had put in my mind, otherworldly in my mind. Also, the Bible t- uh, says that there will be spirits in heaven. If you look at Zechariah chapter 6, verse 5, it also mentions that there are angels in heaven. 
Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. And we all, I mean, if you've read the New Testament enough and been in church enough, you might also know that there are treasures in heaven. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 20. Uh, in heaven, there are things that are bound and loosened. Uh, whatever that really means, I don't know exactly, uh, but I think it's spiritual in nature. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 talks about that. And uh, it also, the Bible talks about us being like angels in Matthew chapter 22, verse 30. And I'll read that one because that's kind of a, a strange realization. It says, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Uh, so I'll let you try and conjure up your own conclusion of, of what that what that will look like. Heaven may be in another dimension, and I'll go into detail about this one. Uh, in Mark chapter 1, verse 10, it says, Jesus, uh, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, and this is the, when Jesus was baptized, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him. And I honestly believe, you know, when we look up and we, we talk about heaven being up there, I actually think it's a spirit realm. It's, a, it's like a, another dimension, like a, a world that we can't see. And so it's not like you're looking up into sky and seeing God. It's like you're looking through the sky mm -hmm. and seeing what heaven really is on the other side. Um, I know that might sound strange to some and kind of really out there, but... I think that there's a lot in the Bible that kind of alludes to this. And I might want to also mention that all of the stuff that I'm mentioning now uh, is not just found in one verse. There's like loads of verses that support these ideas. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Satan was expelled from heaven. And you can cut in anytime you want to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so Satan was expelled from heaven. And that's in Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Uh, also, it talks about that there is written admittance into heaven. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 20, and since that's kind of a, a strange one, I'll, I'll read it. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Names being written in heaven is a huge thing. So believers will have their names written in heaven. Uh, there is a physical place prepared for us in heaven, as you talked about already, 2 Corinthians 5.1. And there are rankings in heaven. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, I'll read this one. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And that, to me, just kind of tells me that, hey, uh, how we are living on it, will God say, well done, my great, my good and faithful servant? Or will you just, I think there's another verse that talks about you're, you're, you're barely getting into heaven and yeah. you have like the smell on you of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just barely getting in there. Um, so... Also, um, there are three places of existence that is mentioned in the Bible. And I think about, um, uh, you know, we talked about heaven in an earlier episode and, uh, and hell. I mean, hell and heaven that we're talking about now and earth. So Revelation 5.3 says, But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside of it. So that there are three areas mentioned. We know that if, I, if you dig into this earth and go to the core, you're not going to get to hell. But the fact that it's mentioned that it's under the earth kind of gives me that same idea about if you look into heaven, if you look up, you won't be seeing heaven in the sky, but you'll see it in another dimension of, 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 of our existence. Same thing I would think about hell. It's not really in the earth, but it could, it's down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, lastly, I'll mention that there are armies in heaven, Revelation chapter 19, verse 4. Um, and those are all of the ones that are talking about what heaven is now. 
that if you were to look in the heaven, uh, this is what it's talking about, that heaven exists now. Now, the wrench that gets thrown into the works, the, the fly in the ointment, the thing that changes everything is in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 and, 1 and 2, and I'll read that one. This is talking about the new heaven and the new earth, which really kind of, I never really given it a whole lot of thought because I'm thinking, I mean, I know all about the regular, the earth, the heaven that I know of, this new heaven that they're talking about. I don't know about that one. But it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And um, in Revelation 21, there they, they talk about the pearly gates. This is where you hear about the streets of gold. Um, there's actually measurements of 112,000 stadia, which I looked it up, and that's uh, uh, 1,380 miles squared uh, on both sides. And uh, that's where the glory of the of God and the and the glory of the Lamb are like the a light and the lamp, and that's the only thing that's kind of it's always day, and so that's kind of what I, what you read about in Revelation, and so that to me sounds like a completely different heaven yeah. than the one that I've been reading from Genesis all the way to Jude. Yeah, no, I I loved how you summarized that because there's a lot to unpack there, a lot of scripture that you can go into, but more than anything, I love the fact that. You kind of showed, um, even with some of your commentary around, you know, heaven being kind of another dimension or being up and, and hell being down, you know, there's uh, so many of this, so many of these scriptures just kind of sound basic at, at, at a very high level, but there's a lot that you can unpack if you kind of take the time and study, and, and just as you kind of were, were commenting on, there's there's a lot there that we can understand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, knowing all of that... Um, and as I was uh, actually going through this, and I didn't even really give this a whole lot of thought until um, I started to realize there's a lot of people who have this whole idea of, so when we die, do we go immediately to heaven? I mean, this, this the heaven that exists now, the one that I had spent most of that uh, discussion talking about, or do we lay in stasis and will we only be in the new heaven, the new earth? Because it says um, the the old heaven and the old earth pass away, and then there's a new heaven and a new earth. So are we in the old heaven, or are we in the new heaven? So, um, what do you think? When we die, do we go to heaven uh, right away, or do we not go to heaven until the new earth? What are your thoughts on that? I do think we yes we go, and, and you explained it well, right? I, I think so many people view heaven. It's just simpler as one one thing, right? One heaven um, without really understanding kind of the present heaven, uh, kind of the, the intermediate state heaven versus, you know, uh, future heaven, new earth. Um, and so that's, imp- that's an important distinction. And it, it, for any listeners, you know, if you don't understand that, a lot of the scripture David pointed out is is definitely something you should go read and, and do, uh, do some studying on, you know, especially end time events and eschatology. That, that'll help you. Uh, kind of understand at a deeper level because so many so many people ha- just have one vision of heaven and that's all they mm-hmm. it's just simpler to think about it that way you know I do think we 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 are in heaven when we pass away now and we're there immediately the big question and this is the tougher one to answer is okay what are the differences right what are the differences between present heaven versus um you know the the new heaven and new earth and so you know uh, when we're in present heaven so when we talk about you know uh, somebody passing away today right that's this is the place 
that they're waiting, you know, we're waiting for Christ's return to earth, which then, you know, our bodies will be resurrected. We'll have a final judgment. You know, there'll be the creation of the new heaven and the new earth. Um, but I will say, you, you've already talked a lot about, uh, the, you know, uh, scripture that talks about the present heaven, but, you know, you can kind of be scared into thinking, and I was kind of thinking of it this way. It's like, well, is the present heaven as, you know, is it good still? I mean, is it, or are we going to be just kind of in a, you know, like a waiting room at the DMV, you know, waiting to get in. And, uh, you know, so, but I'll, I'll comfort everybody. Paul himself tells us, you know, uh, heaven is still better by far. And he tells us that in Philippians one twenty three. So I don't think we have to worry that um, it's it's not going to be be good, and we're just going to be in this you know uh, you know intermediate spot that's mm-hmm. just waiting around. Uh, no, it's going to be unbelievable there too. But as you stated, it's going to be different um, uh, in the new new earth, right? So you know the big questions I look at you know when I think about present heaven, you know um, you know are we going to have bodies uh, in in the present heaven because that's kind of the thing we, we hear about our resurrected bo- uh, you know our bodies being resurrected and in, in the uh, living in the new earth and eternity and and so we we looked at that and, and say yeah that's I want to have you know a, a, a body that's not riddled with sickness and, and health issues and um, but you know I, I do think we will have physical nature even in the present heaven. Now, what that looks like, is it the exact same body that we have? It's, I, I don't think so, but I don't know the differences there. And I'm only pointing to scripture here that maybe calls that out. So Luke 16, 24 says, And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. So it's talking about Lazarus having you know a physical mm-hmm. attribute, right? A finger. Um, or Revelation 7, 9, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Right, another physical aspect. And so, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of questions I have still. Still a lot of learning I'm doing, uh, you know, is what present heaven versus, uh, you know, the, the new earth. But um, I, I know... Uh, biblically, that it, both both will be good. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a little pushback on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I, <clears throat> I, I fall into the camp of, first off, I think I would, I would be safer to say I don't know. Okay. I don't know whether, if we're going to be, um, if we uh, uh, are going to be in the new heaven or the old heaven, or the current heaven when we die, but I am leaning toward the idea that we will not be in the new, the, the current heaven that we will be in the new heaven, and I'll explain why. Okay. Okay. Uh, first, well, let me explain why, and then I'll read some some uh, quotes as well. So my thought is, okay, so we have um, heaven, uh, which is outside of earth, and we had talked about the idea that that uh, um, that earth, that, that heaven will have no time, will have no, uh, not the same physics or anything like that. My, and it also even alludes to it in the Bible, like uh, earlier in, in uh, Genesis, talking about a thousand days would be like a day, a day would be like a thousand, um, alluding to the idea that in heaven, or in God's time, it, you know, time, there is no clock. There yeah. doesn't even, yeah. didn't even, didn't even uh, he made time. So unless it's made, then it doesn't exist. So if heaven, I mean, if time doesn't exist in heaven, then our timeline doesn't exist. So... Um, my thought is is that we could all appear in the new earth and the new Jerusalem at the same time, even if we die at different times, uh, even if it's, um, it's yeah, I see what you're saying after now, yeah. Jesus had returned. So that is why I think I mean, I think that when you die, you immediately go to heaven, 
but I don't think it's the old heaven. I think it's the mm. new heaven and we'll all be, you know, raised from the dead at the same time or raised, uh, the, the dead will be raised when the dead are raised, as mentioned in Revelation, then all of the saints will be there. And uh, let me just read some, let me just read some quotes and, uh, and see what you think about these. So this is one that supports my idea from um, lifehopeandtruth.com. Uh, an author named Andy Burnett says this. He said, no, the Bible likens death to a sleep, an unconscious state for all people. That means that even Christians do not go anywhere upon death. Scripture does, however, reveal that um, God's people will be resurrected at the return of Jesus Christ and will reign with him on earth. And so that, as I, you know, that would be something that I would be leaning kind of toward. Don't get me wrong. I kind of <laughs> want to get to that. Oh, the the current heaven. I just don't see that there's a lot of support. The two scriptures that you mentioned do support that. The Lazarus yeah, yeah. touching, and also the the people, um, the the great crowd, cloud of witnesses in in uh, Revelation. Now, UMC.org says this: the scriptures themselves offer no clear teaching on what happens to the dead between their death and the resurrection and judgment of the last day. There are two images of the new, in the New Testament about what happens. First, the resurrection day, when the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised up incorruptible. If you only had that image, what, would, uh, what we would imagine is that when people die, they lie in some intermediate state awaiting the great resurrection day. The other image, however, is that death contained no victory over us all, and as soon as we die, we are with God. We get this in the book of Revelation where John looks up and already the saints who have died are praising God around the throne. In terms of a linear time, uh, we can't make this work out. We've got these two competing images. You either wait until the great resurrection or you're immediately with God. And I think that uh, all that could be explained if we just take time out of the equation. Yeah. Um, So I don't think, of course, the Bible doesn't lie. We know that once you die, you are with Christ. Even Jesus, when he was on the cross and the, uh, and the, uh, the thief next to him, he says, well, today you'll be with me in paradise. In Luke chapter 23, verse 30, uh, 43, Jesus uh, said, truly I, tell you, yeah, this is the, truly I tell you today that you will be with me in paradise. So that's the uh, scripture reference for that. So we know that there is support for the idea that once we die, we will be in heaven. It's just which heaven will, yep. will we be? Yep. And and I would just have to. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just believing that is going to be the second one. Where is yeah, my, yeah. my 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 uh, uh, support for that? Well, you just heard it. It's just my real my opinion, my thought. Yeah. Nobody will know until <laughs> until yeah. we know. I, I'm actually going to go and read. You know, do do some reading and study on some of those those thoughts you just gave. So yeah, yeah I mean, and I would encourage any listener. You know, you know, don't be discouraged. Um, sometimes it's easy to get discouraged when we feel like we, we don't know or can't, and yeah, it's okay. There, like we said, there are going to be some things that are not certain, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. And that's for God. Um, uh, but, but, you know, we have trust in God. So yeah, I, I'm with you. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Now this isn't written in our, in our questions, but what, now that we're talking about the new heaven and the new earth, what do you think about the whole new earth? Is that something that you're looking forward to? Does that sound exciting to you and interesting uh, as far as you know it today? I mean, I know that, uh, um, and for those of, of, of you listening who haven't done a research about what the new Jerusalem will be like, you want to read uh, Revolution, Revelation 21, but there's a lot of talk about 
gems being in this big wall, uh, streets with of gold, gold yeah. and uh, uh, pearly gates, and uh, um, angels at, at the twelve um, entrances, and uh, representing the twelve tribes of Israel, and all of this that is supposed to be uh, that is referenced. And uh, actually, when I think about it, and we had talked about it because actually Justin and I are in a Bible study together, mm-hmm. and we're currently studying uh, heaven. And um, referencing the idea that, uh, well, heaven isn't going to be um, earth before the fall, and that's going that's what it's going to be like. We're just going to be our same selves, um, but uh, we just won't have pain or, 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 and we can't, we'll never die. So what, what are your thoughts, um, and, Justin? Yeah, I think what you just said is kind of the way I, I view it. You know, I really do think it's going to be Earth kind of before the fall. At least in in my mind, maybe that's what I'm hoping for. Right? Okay. It's that that I think that's what I meant when I said earlier that we kind of cling to the Earth. Not that we're holding on, but it's I think we all can see the beauty. Can see, but it's it's if if we see the beauty today, I mean, what would it look like? Um, you know, when we're in heaven. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but. Then again, I hear other, and this is once again going back to the discouragement, don't get discouraged. You know, I hear some of the other descriptions there where you've got the streets of gold and the gems, and it's like, how is that? Like, I mean, okay, I guess it'd be cool to see, but how is this like um, something I'm going to long for Mm -hmm. and seek? So I'm confused there a little bit, but once again, I'm not, it doesn't dissuade me from wanting to be um, with God in heaven, and um, that will be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't understand all of Scripture, and that's the thing. I, I study it, try to learn as much as I can about it, but ultimately I'm not going to know everything. Yep. Well, when I think about it, as I mentioned before, I, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Anyone should be happy to be in heaven, whatever that is like. And I trust God will give us more than what we think can think and ask. And, and even the descriptions that are given to us, are only interpreted by our human brains, and he gives us words that our human brains can understand. So when he says um, that there are many rooms prepared for you, in our minds, we might be thinking of a hotel. Yeah. And that, where's my room? Or a condo. Nice or, big mansion. Yeah, or yeah. a mansion. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, what, that's what's used a lot, the mansions in heaven. And, and you know, is that really what it's going to be like? Is his word of mansion, uh, is that... Could we interpolate that as being our interpretation of what a mansion is? And so it's really difficult to be able to try and translate what we read into what will be. Um, but when it talks about, because I, like you were saying about the streets of gold and the high walls with gems in it and stuff like that, I don't know if that's going to be how that's going to, and I also think of, you know, that's talking about the new Jerusalem. And when I talked about those dimensions, like how many people can you fit in those dimensions? And <laughs> If we have a whole earth, I'm thinking, well, maybe that's just for maybe the Israelites or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it gets confusing to me as to what heaven will be like. Um, but in my mind, my earthly, fleshly, human mind, um, I continue to think, man, I just want it to be something different. Yeah. I want it to be something that I can't even imagine that's not like it is now. Now, I know, and I'm not trying to diminish what God is, is doing because he even said that he made us in his image, yeah. which if he made us in his image, then who we are is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we're made in the image of God. I mean, God has hands and feet and a face and a mouth. And so if we were made like him, that's nothing to be, uh, you know, to, to feel bad about. That's something to, to rejoice about. So if we're going to be living in a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem, um, well, if we're going to be living in a new earth, because if, if, 
if we take what we're, what we're reading the way that I think is intended, we really won't be in heaven. We'll be on earth where in the new, the Old Testament, um, God walked among uh, the people. He, he moved a, a, a amongst Adam and he talked with him. He visited with him. And so even in the whole Old Testament where he's with the Israelites, the, the phrase continues to come up, I will be your God and you will be my people. I will be your God and you will be my people. So if that's what he's trying to or going to get back to when it when heaven comes, I mean, who am I to say? I don't even can even really envision that much. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because maybe there's others out there that's thinking, well, okay, well, it's going to be earth only different. Well, okay, whatever. Uh, I'll just be living forever. I'll be like a vampire then that never can die. That's immortal, a mortal person that can never die. So, you know, I agree with you about the not being discouraged, but I also think also that uh, we need to just trust God, just trust him yeah. with what that will be, even though we do have a glimpse and an understanding and some kind of a explanation of what heaven's going to be like, we will never really know what that's going to be like until we die. But I can guarantee you this, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. So there is one part in the Bible, and I broke this out into a, a side question on, on its own because it's such an interesting um, mention that seems to come out of left field that Paul talks about in his uh, in his um, book uh, to first to second Corinthians in second Corinthians and in second Corinthians chapter 12 verses two through four it says this I know a man who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven whether it was in the body or out of the body I do not know God knows and I um and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressibly things um, things that no one is permitted to tell. And so I wanted to bring that up because it's talking about the third heaven. And, uh, you know, we may not be able to talk too much on it because we don't know what that means. But uh, there is a commentary that people have talked about it. There may be some thoughts of your own of what that means. Uh, but I wanted to bring it up because I, I maybe some of our listeners, and I know myself included, have come across this verse of scripture and thought, huh. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Yeah, it's always been one of those confusing verses to me. And I, um, you know, I think it was a, probably a couple of years ago when I kind of first started looking into this. But the one that makes the most sense to me, and it's once again, still not 100% clear, but, you know, the one that makes the most sense to me is, you know, he- the word heaven is used in different ways throughout scripture, right? So, you know, uh, the example I'll give is, you know, the first heaven being the the actual sky that we see. And in Deuteronomy 28, 12, it says, the Lord will open up, open the heavens, the storehouse of this his bounty to send rain on your land and season and to bless all the work of your hands. So it's using the word heavens there as kind of the sky. Okay, makes sense. I can understand that. You know, the second heaven, if we think about the use throughout the Bible, is really the the universe, you know, space and how, how they might have thought about that, the earth, the moon, the stars, the you know, the universe. And so I'll point you once again to scripture, Psalm 19, 4. Uh, in the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun, and it kind of goes on in 6, verse 6. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Um, and then we get to the third heaven, which I think that is the dwelling place of God. And that's, in my thoughts, that's what Paul is really describing. Now, it, to, to me on the surface, it just sounds a little bit like a weird way to refer to it. But then again, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, if, if we're using consistently, which I, I believe 
you know, at that time, the word heavens was used, or heaven or heavens was kind of used in, in a variety of ways. I think it kind of makes sense, but still a little bit weird to me. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little pushback on that one, too, Yeah, hey, since, we, since we're here. Why yeah. not? Um, but yes, I heard that same description. I, as a matter of fact, that's one that I would have brought up, but since you already brought it up uh, about the sky and then the, and then the um, outer space and then um, heaven, one of the reasons why I don't think that that's the case is because why would... Paul say the third heaven. Yeah. I mean, heaven is mentioned several times throughout the Bible. Why not just say heaven uh, if mm-hmm. that's what he means? Um, my thought on the matter, and listeners, this is my thought. This is not <laughs> in the Bible. Uh, but my thought is that um, it's talking about, you know, when the tabernacle, because the tabernacle is a model that God had made. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so that is how God interpreted, or at least for us to understand how to relate to him. The tabernacle and the temple had a courtyard, had a, yeah. a holy place, yep. and a most holy place. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> so my thought is, is that that's what the third heaven is, is that first you have the first heaven, who is kind of like the courtyard. Uh, the holy place is the second heaven, and the most holy place where God resides, I would think, is the, um, is the third heaven. So that is what my thought process is, because I really don't think, I mean, I think, and I don't know, we, no one's gone beyond. I mean, I watched a, a video that was uh, made um, by, uh, um, in Kentucky, the, the Creation Museum. Yeah. And so they had done a, a wonderful Cosmos, um, co- the Creation of the Cosmos video, and I love it. And I watch it like at least once a year. And it's... Uh, takes you on a journey throughout space and as far as we think we know out into the galaxies and the multi-galaxies my thought is it doesn't matter how far you go you will still not get to god mm-hmm. if that's the case then this first heaven then the second heaven then you will never reach the third heaven yeah and as i already alluded to earlier in this episode my thought about heaven is almost really another dimension so you can't reach it in this reality so all that is to say that uh, um, I believe that it's more aligned with the tabernacle and the temple. Even when God instituted that, he gave, a, he gave um, Moses really very specific dimensions and said this is a model of, uh, of who he is, of what he's about. So I'm believing that that's a model of heaven, of, the, of heaven and maybe even the third heaven. So maybe even when we talk about the, uh, um, the New Jerusalem, um, I'm thinking that the New Jerusalem might be a model of that temple area because as we talk about the dimensions, they are a finite dimension. You can't fit everyone from all from from beginning creation till now. And I mean, you got to blow up this earth to be a lot bigger than it actually is, which I'm not sure if God will do that or not. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because uh, that's kind of where I where I, where I ended up going with this third heaven idea. Okay. So I figured it was worth talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that uh, everyone else might have their own their own version of what that is. But the one thing we can walk away from, for sure, even from that portion of Scripture that cannot be disputed, is that he mentions that um, he was caught up to paradise. And the yeah. paradise idea is just, you know, it's going to be great. I mean, it's caught up to paradise. I mean, what other word would you want to use yep. to, for the place that you want to be? Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. So what would you say to a believer who has a different idea of what heaven is? I think we've, you know, I'm not going to rehash. I think we've kind of hit on this a few times throughout some of the other questions. 
you know, clearly we must understand what God has revealed to us through his word. So, I mean, it's important that we don't have our own flawed thinking about what heaven might be. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to rehash yeah, all that, yeah, but I think sure. I'll, I'll throw out another angle, you know, um, Satan can absolutely attack us through lies about heaven. You, you mentioned it earlier um, about you know, maybe pre- misconceived notions of, of heaven being boring mm-hmm. or um, you know, just something we wouldn't want to be at, unknowable, unearthly. Mm-hmm. You know, then that worries us and, and what an impact that could, that could have in, in our walk. So you know, Satan is referred to as the father of lies. Yes. Um, and Revelation 13 says he, he specifically has three objects of slander, and this is something we've talked about um, just, just last week. So his three objects of slander are God, God's people, and God's place, heaven. You know, and boy, that last one, you know, heaven, um, when I thought, think about the lies that, that, that Satan would have us try to believe, you know, that is extremely sneaky and deceitful, mm-hmm. and it's just not an obvious thing that we really think about, right? I mean... It, um, you just kind of, uh, the lies that Satan tells are not obvious lies. Mm-hmm. If they were obvious, we wouldn't believe them. You know, it's, it's those, those things that kind of sneak in on us where we, you know, it could be true. We think it could be true. And, and so that's where I, I look at just how dangerous this is that people, um, kind of get off course as to, to what heaven truly is. So seek, seek, you know, God's, um, study God's word and mm-hmm. and seek you know just what God has to tell you what what heaven is. Um, you know I kind of, I kind of think back to you know a childhood book right reading Tom Sawyer. You know he's getting his friends to believe that painting the fence was you know a great job. You know and and even though it was a horrible <laughs> job, right? He gets his friends to believe that it's a great job and that they paint it for him, right? <laughs> and that's what I think Satan is trying to really do to us. Um, he's trying to get us to believe eh, heaven's not that great. It's not anything you. Want want to go for it's boring it's it's um being in the presence of god is you know yeah it's <laughs> and it's just not that's not the case yeah wow, that's a really good point i like how you put that um one of the things i would say is that uh, you know the bible is really our only source that gives us a true glimpse of to what yeah. into what heaven is like because it is the inspired word of god and there is no other source of anything that claims to be that except the bible so um if you have questions about whether uh, heaven is real, a real place. Um, I think that a lot of the verses of scripture that we pulled out today and mentioned uh, support the idea that it is a place. And uh, if you were to, as you mentioned, Justin, if we were to read it to ourselves, I think we would get even a clearer um, idea of what that is. Just do a study on it. I mean, I, I, I just think that the Bible had even more to say about it more consistently than I thought. Yeah. So all of those things that I mentioned about the description of heaven is mentioned multiple times. I could have pulled out, you know, mm-hmm. multiple verses for them. So it's not a Jesus doesn't keep it a secret. The, God does not keep it a secret. I mean, as far as the reality of what it is and um, and what it's about and what it's kind of like. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you, you know, it sounds obvious. We we always say, you know, yeah, remain ga- grounded, you know, biblically. Um, but you know, I think about this uh, when I was going through through these this topic is. You know, when we have so many number one bestsellers that are about, you know, near-death experiences mm-hmm. and people going to heaven, and I won't get into each book, how biblical each one might right. be, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, God couldn't make that happen, but, uh, you know, we should not be getting our view of heaven from a New York Times Amen. bestseller. You're right. Absolutely. The Bible's right there. And so when we say, be biblical, it's because so many people are struggling with 
remaining biblical. Absolutely. God absolutely reveals us um, through his word. That's a wonderful point. I mean, I know I've even read several books on yeah. heaven, hell, uh, Me too. Satanism, all those different things. And really, the Bible gives you everything that, I mean, if you have any question, that's the purity. That's the yeah. purity test right there. Other people can talk about it and can share their views and maybe they, what they claim to be experiences. But if it doesn't line up with scripture, I mean, I wouldn't, I would take it with a grain of salt. Scripture mm-hmm. is the only thing that you know for sure, for sure, for sure is true. Yeah. And so you can lean on that. All these other things may or may not be true, but the Bible is always true. Mm-hmm. So if heaven is a real place, what does that say about our God? Well, yeah, boy, this is such a tough one to answer for me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm overwhelmed by just, you know, God's love and mercy, you know, that that we, we see, you know, what we have done, right? We're fallen. We we sin against God each and every day, and yet He's prepared a place for us to be in His presence. And you know, that's uh, just it's an it's an overwhelming feeling, you know, and and wonderful, you know, all at the same time. Um, and you know, I, I I see that as God. We've repeated, God is sovereign, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, even through the fallen nature of this world and, uh, you know, for him to be able to, uh, he can create a wonderful, wonderful place for us, which we've talked a lot about in this mm-hmm. episode, right? And um, we should all look forward to that. We should all be um, just, uh, I mean, just, just I, I can't even describe, we, we just need to submit ourselves to God and uh-huh. that, uh, his goodness, you know, like I said, to be, and the, and the fact that he would send, you know, we haven't talked about so much about how to get to heaven, right? As far as, you know, uh, sending his son to, to die for us, uh, you know, it's just overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so I, I view the, the the very nature of heaven being as awesome as we've talked about, it just an unbelievable thing that we don't deserve, yet God's done it for us. And um, I can't, you know, it's one of those things, you, like Paul said, it's better by far. He's struggling back mm-hmm. and forth about, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he's he's here on earth and he's, He's doing uh, what God's called him to do. He wants to be in heaven. He's battling that, but clearly he's not. He's not. If God's not There's ready no for contest. him to go to heaven, he's he's right. here on earth doing what God's calling right. him to do. And so I'm kind of you know I, I can feel that in my bones, right? It's um, I can't wait to see heaven, but I don't. I I want to be able to you know I'll go there when God calls me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's good. I I also think that you know. It says about our God that he loves us. I mean, and you mentioned that too, but, um, and that he has a plan for us, a good plan for us. And that his plan for us uh, uh, for eternity is just as awesome and as powerful as his plan for us for salvation. That he sent his son, as you mentioned, to die for our sins. I and mean, that's an incredible plan mm-hmm. of love uh, to send your son to die for a fallen man, uh, someone who hasn't even accepted you, but rejected you and, and is against you. Um, so, uh, that to me just goes to show you his love for us, that he has prepared something so wonderful for us, even though we can't understand what it is now um, fully and be able to visualize what that is. And I think that the takeaway that you, that really that just really talks about the idea that really trust in the Lord because he has a good plan for us. We've talked about a lot of different forms of heaven and what the Bible says about heaven and the two types of heaven and the third heaven and all these different things. But the one thing that is consistent is that it is something that God created for us and it is good for us. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be wonderful. And uh, even Paul continues, as you said, to, to look forward to it. Yeah. And you you said something. I mean, so many, um, I would say people who struggle with faith 
uh, can focus on the the aspect that um, uh, you know we're, we live in a fallen world and there's suffering and so how can God love us and how can how is He merciful if if we live in all this death and suffering and and what I would encourage people uh, that might be thinking that is you know our time here on earth is just a you know a blink of an dro- eye yeah it's just a blink of an eye it's um, and so, you know, think about, uh, like David said, you know, the, the absence of time, eternity mm-hmm. with God in, in what we've described as heaven. You know, it's um, our time on earth here is short-lived. So it, mm-hmm. it don't, don't have that drive your perception of God. Yep, yep. So what are some of the takeaways that we can go away with uh, about that can make us more hardcore in our faith from this episode? Well, yeah, I, I, said, I think we said yep. a lot of it in the last question, but, you know, in this world, we have to focus on the hope that we have in Christ Jesus and what that means for our future. You know, this should drive how we act today. This should um, uh, drive how we live. You know, we're just, we can't be focused on the things of this world, whether that's, you know, political issues, whether that's material possessions, you know, all those things will be gone. Um, they, they won't remain. Um, and so that's something we need to think about. And, you know, a verse I, I kind of wrote down here uh, was Colossians 3, 1 through 3, and it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, and here's the part I'm going to emphasize, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And so, you know, I think that's clearly telling us we need to to be thinking about heaven and not just our time here on earth and what we face here on earth. And so that, you know, that scripture tells me heaven should be more important than anything we're setting our minds here on earth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just encourage everybody, I know how I do, we, should, we need to be praying about this and really studying God's word. Wow, that's a powerful verse to end this episode on. And I thank you for sharing that one. I want to thank those of you who are listening and have spent time with us exploring the question, is heaven a real place? I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I want you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you next time. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at Hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.